Welcome to the Good Work Leadership Podcast. We're your hosts, Laura and Jason Lowen. As a married couple with a combined 33 years of ministry experience, we want to walk with you on your journey of leadership with Christ-centered and relationally strong guidance. Having planted a new church, Union Flint, and being entrepreneurs, we want you and others to say good work as you think about the way you lead. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus, Philippians 1.6. We are passionate about helping you discover your own God-given abilities and steward them well. Pull up a seat and let's get cozy. And real. As we dive into leading well. Let's enter into that good work. Good afternoon, friends. Hey, wanted to uh, just spend some time talking today about what it looks like to like respond to the Lord. Uh, I, I think for both, Lord, for both you and I, uh, we tend to be people that like to plan, have like that strategic plan, the game plan, the business plan, whatever. Um, and I think in this in this past season, uh, I think one of the things that God's really done in my life, and I think probably for both of us, is is really uh, challenge that tendency in us mm-hmm. because there's been so many times throughout the last you know, two years of planning to start Union Flint. And then in this first, you know, year, well, I guess 13, 14 months now of, of this church where there's been things that we've planned, been things that we've gotten excited about. And then as we get closer to it, like it just completely changes. And uh, so I wanted to spend some time just kind of talking about what that looks like in our lives and kind of how that's impacted, uh, you know, our journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's an, an incredibly humbling thing that when you... Uh, lay out plans and you think that you've got this great idea or great ideas uh, (laughs) and then all of a sudden God's like no I don't want you to do this or I want you to tweak it or what you thought it was going to be it's actually going to be something different and I think it's important to mention here too about both uh, your and my bent that I think we like to plan for different reasons. Like you are very gifted at organizing things and the administrative side of things. And so I think for you, when things are neat and tidy, it feels really good, maybe safe, maybe best. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, I'd say so. Okay. And then for me, I think I like to plan because I think for me, it's a little bit more of the control thing. Like it feels, it feels safest to me if I can somehow, I mean, just to put it bluntly, manipulate what's going to happen, right? <laughs> like if I feel like I have some semblance of control, even if I don't, even if I actually have none, um, to me, that feels good. Um, you know, for those of you listening, Jason and I have similarities in our personalities but our personalities are actually very different from yeah. each other like and so they're, they're so opposite that in our premarital counseling uh the pastor that married us and did the counseling he actually warned us that uh it could be really dangerous for our two personalities to be married he did but but actually <laughs> he said it was because of our the things that we had in common our similarities that so anyways i just say that to say for the listeners that if you're listening and you're like, well, I'm not really much of a planner. Um, I just wanted to kind of paint a picture of like right now we're recording this in our guest room and I'm kind of in charge of a lot inside the house, right? And so I'm looking at an unmade bed, 
Um, you know, I, I need to wash these sheets. Like, let's be honest. And um, you guys are like, that's a really great visual picture, Laura. Um, but so I'm not like neat and tidy and organized in that way, but Jason is. And, and yet we both really like to have a game plan for different reasons. Um, but yeah, this these past, I guess, really two years have been really interesting as far as us planning and going a certain way and um, and then God, it feels like God is changing course on us, although I don't really believe that God ever actually changes course. I, I mean, he's sovereign. He knows everything, how it needs to go. But for us as humans, I think a very small shift can make it feel like you know, the rug is being pulled out from under mm-hmm. us. Everything's changing. And really, it's just like... It's just perception. It's just perception. It's just like one degree of things that, that God is like, no, yeah. we're actually going to go this way. And I and I think a lot of times, you know, God gives us the freedom, right? He's given us free will. God gives us the freedom to make different decisions and to plan different things in order to bring us to a point that we could surrender it to him and so that his plans can be that much more clear to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think of you know a line that I said often through that first, the, probably the first year, year and a half, uh, you know, going all the way back to our pre-launch season through probably the first eight months of the church that, you know, on the other side of a no was a way better yes. Uh-huh, absolutely. You know, and so I'm just thinking of, thinking about, like, the vision that God gave us for this church. You know, kind of our mission statement is to bless our neighbors by following Jesus. Um, and we really wanted to be focused in the school district. And what's been what's been incredible is that that vision that God's given us hasn't really changed at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet the a lot of the mechanisms and... And the different ministries or programs that we thought we were going to start with or that we thought were going to be like cornerstone to our church, some of those don't even exist anymore. And we're only one year in. And so that, that I think it's that perspective that even as we were walking through making plans for these individual ministries and programs, as the Lord shut a door in the moment, it often felt like, almost catastrophic like what is happening is everything falling apart yeah. but then it's just in those moments when when you have that like gut level reaction to be able to just put a pause on that emotion for a moment to remember that as you said God is sovereign he's in control and then even just to take one step back uh and and just look at look at the landscape of what God's been doing and recognizing that no it's not actually catastrophic no Changing this isn't going to completely alter what God's been doing in and through us, uh, but but it's just a it's a different way. It's a different way of getting to that desired outcome. And so, you know, even now, fourteen months into Union Flint Church, uh, the the direction that God's taken us, the people that He has surrounded us with, the people that are you know on this mission with us, uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't change a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, God's really raised up some incredible families here in in the Flint area, and you know, so from a from a church standpoint, um, you know, there's a there's a saying that's often like, you know, ninety percent of the work gets done by ten percent of the people, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's like opposite of what's happening at our church. Yeah. I feel like 
we're probably seeing 90% of the work getting done by probably 65, 70% of the people. Yeah. Uh, and, and so there's still that like, man, there's still people that we want to see get plugged in and involved for sure. Uh, but at the same time, like we're, we're seeing so many of our people that are inviting their friends, their neighbors, their coworkers, mm-hmm. and just beginning that journey. We're, we're seeing, you know, because there's such a loving, welcoming environment, Uh, that people are coming in and they're getting plugged into service projects, small groups, giving, like they're getting plugged into all those things right away. We just had someone this past Thursday evening that came for the very first time and I had a conversation with her after service and she was like, man, like the environment here, it's so welcoming and I just feel like this is a family. This is the type of a place that that I would want to to be at. And she's someone that like she has probably when she was a child, had gone to church, but it may have been 30 or 40 years since she had been to church. And, and yet as she walked in, like immediately knew this is the type of community I want to be involved in. Yeah. Are you looking to be fed spiritually throughout the week? Uh, our church, Union Flint, we meet uh, on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Eastern time, six central. Uh, you can find us online at our Union Digital Campus at unionflint.com slash live. I actually even have an iPad up on stage. I'd love to even chat with you throughout the service. So look forward to seeing you Thursday. Okay, so Laura, maybe talk to us uh, just a little bit about, like for you personally, like we, we, we talked a little bit about, you know, corporately, how as an organization, we're kind of shifting and following the Lord and really trying to follow his lead versus just pushing through and doing what we had planned. Uh, maybe talk through a little bit, like how do you personally do that, like in your own life? Because you've you've kind of shifted directions several times in this last year or so. So how mm-hmm. how do you go about that in your own life? Yeah, um, I mean, I think number one, I feel like such a broken record. If anyone knows me, or you know, you've you've talked to me before, um, it's being in the Word every day, and I cannot stress that enough. I mean. God's word is his love letter to us. It's his instruction manual to us. And we will not know God's character. We will not know what he has for us. We won't know the ethic in which we're to live by unless we're in the word. Um, I just really believe that God's word needs to become a part of us. And we don't have to have the whole thing memorized. We don't have to be perfect with it. It's it's not a matter of uh, getting it better, knowing it better than other people. But it's just like what an amazing tool, what an amazing resource. You know, I, I think confusion comes when we as believers don't really know the word like we could. And when we get distracted with the voices in the world and, you know, what the world has to say. And, um, and I think just really being in the word every day, like that is the primary way that we're going to hear from God. But most importantly, it's the way that we're going to understand his character. And when you understand more of who God is, then you can be more certain in everyday circumstances. I mean, it, it, it flows into everything from parenting your kids to should I make this choice or this choice? You know, it, it's literally everything. So, so for me, that is paramount. I think it should be paramount for all believers. Um, 
Yeah. So for, so for me, that's huge. And then you were talking about kind of like when you need to change course Mm -hmm. and kind of what that looks like. I think just surrendering and having, having those really honest conversations with God. Like I'm a very, uh, expressive person. I'm a verbal processor. And so I don't treat my relationship with the Lord any differently. You know, I I like to journal every day. I like to write my prayers out. Um, For me, I like to do that just because it helps me to focus. I've had seasons where I primarily pray out loud. Um, I've never really been a silent prayer because I I just, I get distracted way too easily when I do that. Um, But alone, you know, I pray out loud either in my room or driving but for me, when I write out my prayers, it really helps me to stay super focused and to remember everything that I want to say. And so I just spill my guts to God. Like he already knows, right? He already knows what I'm thinking. He already knows the feelings that I have towards things. He knows my joys, my worries, my concerns. He knows all of it. And he just wants to spend time with me. So so then in that process of you reading your Bible, yeah. spending time with God, like praying, journaling, like, what is it in you that that starts growing that that developing thought of I think it's time for me to shift directions or like when when it comes when we say following Jesus, mm-hmm. like what is that prompting that triggers a change in you? Like, how does that come about with you? Yeah, I think I think it can be a couple different things. I think sometimes it's a prompting of the Holy Spirit. So it could look like a that still small voice, that little whisper in your spirit. It's not like an auditory like "Hey, Laura," you know, but it's it's that still small voice um, of pay attention to this. Um, oftentimes, if you know God, God uses people, right? God speaks through people. So I pay attention to the things that people say, specifically the people who are walking with Jesus and know me well. Um, And then the other end of the spectrum, I also try to pay attention to red flags, to things in my life that I'm like, this does not sit right. Not the, the difference is it's not something where like, I don't like this. It's not, I'm not comfortable with this because God doesn't call us to a life of comfort and I think you could really argue that for the Jesus follower, he actually calls us to a life of discomfort, but joy. Um, And so for me, I try to look for the red flags of where is there something in my spirit that is just not sitting right? And if and when those things come up, I pay attention, I bring it to God. Obviously, I'll bring it to you. And so, you know, for listeners, like Jason is my person, right? Jason is my best friend and we're walking with Jesus individually and also together and he is my go-to person. So, you know, I would think about first going to God and that who is that person in your life that you can go to that will give you godly counsel that doesn't just say, yeah, I believe in God and like is a Christian in name, but is truly walking with Jesus. So I would say for me, it's kind of both ends of the spectrum. It's being open to the promptings of the Holy Spirit um, kind of in that more positive way of, ooh, pay attention to this. Like, like walk through this door, you know. Always praying for God's will. And then on the other end of the spectrum, um, it's, it's really just being aware of any of those red flags that pop up. And then trying to not stuff it down and be like, oh, it's fine. Everything's fine. But trying to pay attention to that. So what about for you? 
Hey, if you are listening to this episode and it's been an encouragement to you, it's been a blessing to you, we would love it if you would just take a screenshot right now of this episode. Take a screenshot of your phone and would you tag us at Union Flint and would you put it on Instagram, Facebook if you don't have Instagram, but take us on Instagram. Let us know what you are learning and how God has been moving in your heart through this. Yeah, well, I think it's just in responding to that, and I think for me as well, I think one of the things that we all need to recognize is that we can't follow Jesus based on last week, last year's relationship. Mm. And I think that sometimes, I know for myself, having grown up in a Christian home, like, you know, my parents were always on me to make sure that I was doing my daily devotions and I was in, you know, these programs where I was memorizing Bible verses, I was always in a Sunday school, like, so... I was always around scripture and around people talking about God, church, spiritual things. Uh, and, and so there's definitely been different seasons in my life where um, it, it became easy to simply rely on uh, my my biblical knowledge hmm. and to, to rely on that instead of a relationship with God. Yeah. Uh, whereas God, God, I mean, he wants us to memorize his word because he wants it to be in our hearts because, right. I mean, he says that w- when the word of God is in our heart, like sin will be absent and that's what he wants from us because that's what's best. But mm-hmm. um, I, I think in some ways, even more important than the absence of sin is the presence of an actual relationship yeah. where um, exactly what you just said, like, you know, I mean, I, I think for me, it plays out a little bit differently, but a lot of the exact same activities lead to that relationship mm-hmm. that, you know, typically what I do is I, I, one of the very first things I do in the morning when I get up is spend time journaling and praying just like my first thoughts in the morning, um, just kind of laying it all at the Lord's feet, whether it's stuff that I went to bed thinking about, or I woke up thinking about, I just, you know, try and just get that out there. Um, and then spend time reading the word and uh, recently, God's been having me read a lot of the minor prophets, and so for those of you guys that understand scripture, the minor prophets are uh, a pretty intense indictment on the spiritual leadership of the land, mm-hmm. and uh, so that's been been really pressing on my heart uh, recently. And then, you know, I'll, I'll spend time after I'm done reading the Word, just just praying. Um, I do pray silently. <laughs> uh, I know and you said you have a hard time with that, but. Um, that, that's often, I know Paul talks about praying without ceasing. And, and so for me, like that, that's kind of been my practice of, um, there's been different times where I've been like, you know, driving around, running errands or whatever. And I just had this overwhelming sense of like, something's not right. So it's like, turn the music off, turn the radio off, whatever. And, uh, and then just kind of processing things with God, um, so I think in a lot of the same ways when it comes to the question I asked you of like, what is that like moment where you realize that something needs to change? I, you know, a couple of years ago, I heard a friend of mine call it a, like a holy discontentment mm-hmm. that there is this just this feeling that like wells up within me of like something's not right in this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, I, and I would imagine that probably most Jesus followers experience that. But instead of recognizing that maybe that this is from the Holy Spirit, I think sometimes it can cause people to spiral into like anxiety, panic attacks, depression, mm-hmm. um, instead of recognizing, Hey, I think the Holy Spirit's trying to communicate something, uh, to, to his kids. Uh, which is hard because we don't, I mean, especially in America, we don't, 
we don't like to be uncomfortable and we're not we're not typically used to being uncomfortable what about i was thinking about this idea of when we face resistance how do we discern is this resistance good in that is god leading us to say you know what you do need to change directions or how do we discern is this resistance actually that we're on the right path and the enemy is coming after us because i feel like that can oftentimes be confusing um it it can be confusing for the mature believer and certainly for those that have just really started walking with jesus yeah so what how do you how do you discern those things uh, you know, the first thing that came to my mind was that passage in John chapter 15, where Jesus is talking to his followers and he's saying, you know, that he is the vine and we are the branches. And he's talking about uh, pruning specifically grapevines, right? And that uh, that there, there are things in our lives that need to be cut away in order to be able to have us as the branches bear more fruit. Mm-hmm. And so while I've never, I've never been... Uh, you know, like in a in a vineyard before, but I, I've heard enough teachings on this and seen enough pictures that like the really mature branches that come off of this really healthy vine, they have very few like leaves and spare branch and spare like little offshoots that do nothing. Like unless it's producing fruit, mm-hmm. eventually it'll be removed. Um, and so I think that I think that for us as we're following the Lord, uh, it's looking at okay. So what is it that's that it? What is it that's like? What what is the object of this resistance? Right? Is it something in our life that is distracting us from whatever it is that God's trying to do in our life? Mm-hmm. Is it distracting us from a healthy marriage? Is it distracting us from you know discipling and building into our kids' lives? Is it distracting us from? you know, the, the opportunities to serve in our community or, or invest into our neighbors. If it's distracting us from those things that we know God has called us to, like people ask, what is the will of God? Well, those are those are the things that are the will of God, right? To, to follow him in our relationship with him as it's lived out in the way that we love those around us. Well, those that are around us are primarily our spouse, our kids, our neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if it's distracting us from doing what we know to be the will of God, then that's likely the Lord trying to trying to prune that out of our lives. Now, if it's if if the resistance is in one of those areas that we know is the will of God in our lives, like for instance, if there's a massive amount of tension between you and I, mm-hmm. um, it's probably something that the enemy is coming at us. Um, I know, especially back in the days of youth ministry, as we were still fairly young in our faith in ministry. Um, that oftentimes after like youth group, like the next morning, we would get up and we'd be button heads over everything, mm-hmm. over like who poured the milk the wrong way, you know. <laughs> like I mean, it was just the, like the silliest things that would turn into arguments between us. And you know, I think we it didn't take long for us to recognize that hey, we're seeing a pattern here. That mm-hmm. after God would do something cool at youth group, the enemy would come at us and he would always attack us in our marriage. And so I would say in those things where, you know, where we're feeling that resistance in areas like our marriage relationship with our kids or opportunities to reach our neighbors like that's probably the enemy coming at us uh because god's up to something and the enemy's nervous mm-hmm. um so yeah that, i think that would be a kind of a grid to discern you know where where that resistance is coming from well hey guys i i hope that 
today's conversation was helpful for you, you know, specifically as you're thinking about like how to understand the direction that God's taking you, specifically what it looks like to actually follow Jesus. Because that's our heart's desire, both for our church, but for each of us individually. It's what we want to see in our children. It's what we want to see in every every person that we interact with at Union Flint. And we would love for that to be true of you as well. So if you have any questions, you want to follow up uh, with anything that we were discussing today, you're welcome to reach out to me. Uh, my email address is jason.lowen at unionflint.com. Look forward to connecting with you guys again soon. Have a great day.